Welcome to the Commission Client Podcast. These are the real and raw stories of people that use their health success and struggles to better lead and serve others. If your goal of getting healthy is to have a static achievement, you will always come up short. Instead, find purpose in your health gains and be commissioned to better serve your purpose. I'm your guide and host, Dr. Kurt Perkins, introducing you to the real heroes in healthcare, the people just like you. Thanks for listening. So we have Robin and Daniel. Do you like Dan or Daniel? Daniel. Does anyone ever call you Dan? Everybody calls him Dan. Oh, for real? But I want them my to call him Daniel. My mother and my wife <laughs> like Daniel, so I like Daniel. That's all I've heard. Yeah. So, um, And I think your guys' story is pretty cool because you obviously you're married, but you've each had your own individual journey and then life changed about <laughs> 10 months ago, mm-hmm. 11 months ago, um, or now... Your health journey is more of a collective and not so much about yourself, but about raising this little afro-haired girl <laughs> <laughs> sitting in your arms. So, um, and I think from Daniel's part, it's pretty cool. It was like one of our first conversations. You're like, I hate to exercise. Like, it sucks. And now you're a trainer. <laughs> so helping other people embrace the suck. So I don't know if you guys want to share your own journey. Um, and he's pointing at Robin to start the... Yeah, so I started gaining weight slowly but steadily around 23 years old. And up until then, I'd been very skinny, and but not necessarily eating healthy. Um, tried everything, couldn't figure out anything to lose weight. And then it kind of came to a head when I got a blood clot in my right lung in December of 2016 from a job I'd had where I was sitting for 12 hours a day. And so I was probably at my highest weight at that point and when I got done with that I just realized I had to figure something out drastic and right around then is when I came to see you (laughs) (laughs) Um, and keto was actually the only thing that's ever really worked for me Um, but it was combined with I was working out like six times a day and then maybe one of the biggest things when I started that was I wanted to just walk I don't know if you remember, but because I'd had a blood clot, I felt like I needed to walk and run every day, like to get my cardiovascular body moving. And I just wasn't really up for that. And because at the time I had a lot of inflammation in my body and it hurt to do anything. To walk was uncomfortable and my ankles would hurt. And you told me to do those Tabatas for four minutes and I remember looking at you like you were crazy like what is four minutes going to do for me I'm going to get another blood clot and I still remember this because it made me laugh you looked at me and you're like I'd be surprised if you made it through the four minutes <laughs> and which I don't was, remember <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you kind of laughed and I was like so appalled at <laughs> four minutes of workout a day but just the change in my mindset of the way that we work out um the different types of things like more I don't know what it's called but instead of aerobics more like burpees and even just running up and down stairs or doing lunges and squats and so I found a a girl that does videos she does these 15 minute workouts and I did those like six times a day all of last year or six times a week um all of last year combined with kind of did keto off and on throughout the year and then I really started in January of this year hardcore 
on the keto. And for some reason, I don't know that it works for every, everybody, but for my body, it was the only thing out of everything that I've tried over the last like 10 years is the only thing that has made me lose weight. Other than before we got married, when we lived in Jordan, I did the HCG shots for a while where you only eat like 500 calories and give yourself a shot. Oh yeah. Um, Check your body. think you're pregnant. I lost 10 pounds on that. And that was the only thing. But so then I lost 30, 32 pounds, something like that through February of this year. And then while I was in New York for the month of February working, I found out I was pregnant unexpectedly. <laughs> and I've gained it all back. <laughs> um, so that's probably like the biggest thing I'm dealing with right now is trying to figure out, especially with her consistently tied to me, how I can start figuring out how to exercise. Because I just don't feel like myself now like my abs are so weak <laughs> and always in pain and I'm pretty sure I have diastasis recti um which I'm been reading about there's a lot of stuff that you can't do with that that'll make it worse um plus just being home with her for the last eight weeks every day I haven't been eating the greatest either until the last week or whatever so I just kind of decided starting in January I'm going to start all this back up we started with the transformations 360 program yep. you and i for four months and that's kind of what kicked it off for me but um all in all in terms of when you're having a really hard time losing weight and you're already so overweight um especially if you're addicted to food like i think i was because i've been just eating processed food and crap my entire life um the mindset shift into fat being good was one of the the big things for me to wrap my head around as well as um getting through that first week is the hardest for me when you go on a diet and a fitness like any diet or the keto specifically any diet for me but keto too because it a lot of people have different reactions to it for me it just made me very lethargic plus i'm coming down off sugar at that point when i was doing it so just like not giving in in that first week because after that first week you see results and that was kind of like my motivator to keep going but the first week was really hard but I lost in a month I lost all the inflammation out of my legs and my body or at least from what I could feel yeah my legs aren't weren't like they used to be for so long tender to the touch and that they're back that way now after having her and gaining all the weight that I had having her is like it hurts to you know touch them hard they're like painful and my calves are harder um with inflammation and stuff so i think i'm at this moment sitting here super frustrated (laughs) about starting over because i now weigh maybe like two or three pounds more than when i started in like april of 2017 um but i mean what are you gonna do yeah (laughs) things happen in life and you but you've had success and you kind of know where to start up and pick up. I think that's the biggest thing is now at least I know what will work for me. Yeah. Because um, nothing ever had before. So I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. It's just going to be a little bit harder this time with my uh, just standing for a little while hurts my back. And because my abs are so weak now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think it's going to be harder this time. But at least I know I know yeah. what I need to do. So the blood clot was kind of a big motivating factor. That's probably like, yeah, that was the turning point for me because I was in the 
ER for 24 hours and they did like every test known to man. And I also had another situation at the same time where my face had drooped while I was at urgent care. I, I went in saying I'm having trouble breathing, having pain with breathing. And while I was talking to the lady in the urgent care, the whole left side of my face drooped down. And so she started doing neurological tests yeah. with me. And then they sent me to the ER and it happened again while I was in the MRI like the last three minutes of the MRI. And I didn't say anything to the lady because I'd been in there for 90 minutes, not feeling like I could breathe. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing 90 more minutes of right. this. So I waited till she let me out to, t- to tell her and it was still going on. And then it would just go away. And so not only were they doing like CT scan for my chest to try to f- figure out about the blood clot situation, but then they were doing MRIs of my head and all, just all, every test note to man, they transferred me by ambulance from one hospital to the main hospital in town so that I could see a neurologist and they chalked that up to a complex headache which apparently can make your make you go numb because like my my left side of my tongue and arm were going numb when it was happening yeah. and it hasn't happened since then but I just I mean even being pregnant with her I had to do a shot every day while I was pregnant with her because I'd had a blood clot right so it's like once that happened, it just kind of affects you. I don't ever want to get one again. So it's kind of got to be like a full lifestyle change. I've been not very active with her the last eight weeks just because I'm breastfeeding all the time. But I have to just get up and move. Like even if like I a few even before I was even supposed to because I still had stitches. I was like doing squats with her <laughs> next to the bed. The doctor's like probably shouldn't have been doing that. But I just was concerned. Because yeah. I was sitting in bed breastfeeding her so much. Um, I kind of have gotten in this habit ever since my blood clot where I'm always moving my legs up and down, like constantly. Because I just, it was something I did when we would go on road trips. I got the blood clot and three weeks later we had to drive across the country and then we flew to a la- to Africa for three weeks. And yeah. we did four safaris, which was is all driving. It's all sitting. And so I just got in this habit of always moving my legs, and it's probably something I'll do forever, <laughs> just because. You didn't get out and pet the animals. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. So. So before the blood clot, what was kind of motivating factor for weight loss? Just uh, unhappy with. For one, once you start. <clears throat> I think the inflammation really started kicking in and it was uncomfortable. Okay. So I'd want to go for walks and it was uncomfortable. Obviously, the way I looked was a huge motivating factor, but also just being healthy inside. And we also wanted to have a kid. We just weren't trying when we got pregnant with her. We would be probably trying like right around now had we not um, had her. And I wanted to be as healthy as possible before I had her. And to be honest, I think because I did the keto and all my hormones were like realigned is why I think I got pregnant. Oh yeah. Um, Cause I had lost all that weight and my hormones had gotten better and everything. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get as healthy as I could before I had her, before I had a baby and yeah. And to get rid of the inflammation. Cause it can be very uncomfortable. Like just everyday things that you don't think about. Um, bending down, like walking upstairs and things like that. Yeah. So diet was a huge thing to help with inflammation. Mm-hmm. And diet for him, he's skinny, obviously, and always has been. He has a very high metabolism, but he ate like crap most of his life <laughs> and no. had like stomach issues. And so 
but he couldn't, I mean, it's interesting. Different things just work for different people. We did the keto starting hardcore January 1st of this year. And he lost so much weight, <laughs> like in the first four or five days, he, he just, he had to add more carbs in because yeah. he was getting way too skinny. Whereas I'm like, I just want to keep losing all of that. So when she says, Hey, let's do keto. What was your reaction? Um, I mean, I'm always hesitant to do a diet just because I'm like, I'm skinny. I don't, I don't need a diet. Right. Yeah. Um, but I did it as a support for her, but also because I wanted to eat healthier. Cause I mean, now that I'm over 30, I just realized that it's probably time to start eating vegetables. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I just did it because of that. And the first week was tough. Um, just with the how you feel but after that I mean I felt way more energized and like just mm-hmm. better inside yeah um, yeah no stomach issues which is always kind of what I had was just kind of stomach was always had to like scope out where the bathroom was when we went somewhere because you know you know just didn't know yeah and um, we were hardcore about it we literally threw out everything yeah. in our house we gave it away to family and then threw out everything else there was nothing in our house that we weren't allowed to eat when we did it would you recommend that to other people doing that starting out or is that like no i yes definitely Mm -hmm. because with any diet you're always gonna have or with any you know working out or anything you're always gonna have that one um thing that creeps back in it's like oh you don't need to do this you know you just need to you'll be fine and yeah you, you see an advertisement for you know cookie or whatever and you're like oh I have those downstairs and I'll just go eat more right (laughs) and that just starts to cycle all over again so you know just it's it's a decision I mean that's what it comes down to it's your decision and but it's helpful to get the things that are tempting you out of the way yeah yeah because I'm very visual I mean (laughs) I'm so sub subjective to ads <laughs> which he saw when yeah. I was pregnant every time I would see something on TV he'd be going to get it because I'm like they really get their money's worth with me with advertising so it's just helpful for me to not have it in front of me yeah and I, I've kind of learned uh, just through the knowledge of, of that I've gained for dieting working out that if it's advertised on TV it's probably not good for you <laughs> so just you know stay away from those but I mean, it, it wasn't, I wasn't doing keto to lose weight like most people. I do, I was doing keto to uh, eat better and so yeah. hopefully internally come out better. Um, and it, it's been great because I've learned meals that I wouldn't have normally tried, um, like, st- like stir fry and stuff like that. It has a bunch of vegetables in it. Right. You know, we eat that regularly now. Um, and it's something that I enjoy, but I would have never tried it if I hadn't tried the, the high fat, you know, cooking all in avocado oil and, and butter and that kind of stuff. So when we met in Jordan and I'm not even kidding, his breakfast every day at the school that we taught at was a bag of chips and a Snickers bar. That was his breakfast. <laughs> he didn't eat vegetables. And I, and it kind I of sounds that. like my brother. It was Reese's Pieces and Mountain Dew. So, <laughs> and I lost weight. Like, yeah, because it was hot all the time. I was a <laughs> PE teacher, so I was out like running around. So that's the thing. It, it's my motivation has been different because I've never, I've never been motivated by oh I need to lose weight. 
Right. Uh, or even so, I've, I've never been motivated by wanting bigger muscles. I'm just not that kind of guy um, either. I just have had some issues, health issues, recently, you know, over the past, since I turned 26, around there, 27. And I just didn't want to have them anymore. So, and, you know, I was, having, I was having pain in my shoulder blade, my elbow, um, and my fingertips, like going numb. And, and, you know, and I just, just started exercising and that went away. So. Just your stomach. Like for a whole no, year like, when we lived in Denver, he was, it was just this like churning in his stomach that it would make him feel bad. And he, we didn't do anything for that whole year. Yeah. He never wanted to go anywhere because he was always worried. When we'd go to church, he'd only sit on the end because he wanted to be able, or in the back because yeah. he wanted to be able to get to the bathroom mm-hmm. if he needed to. And it was like, yeah, just had all these stomach and problems. And there was uh, a time when I was working uh, retail I was in the back unloading uh, the truck to come in and I my heart just started like beating like I would say probably 170 180 beats per minute uh-huh. and just wouldn't stop yeah and so you know you when it gets like that you start feeling faint and want to pass out of course um, and so that was just kind of a motivating factor kind of scary for me um, right you know because your heart kind of controls everything <laughs> um, and so that was another factor for me um, I didn't do anything about it then because I was stubborn. Um, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll be fine. It was just hot. You know, I didn't have enough water. Um, and so that that's... Um, fitness for you. The that's what's really thing. helped me is, is fitness. Yeah. Yeah. More than anything else. Just to like feel better. Yeah. But why did you start at Trinity Fitness? Because that's... Yeah. How'd you get into training mm-hmm. if you're like hated exercise? Like you're an athlete, but like... I wouldn't say athlete, but sure, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, no, I I got into that. I had I had to have surgery on my ear um, because I had a cholesteatoma, and before that, uh, I, we were in Africa uh, right after her blood clot, and when I was there, I just I started having a really bad vertigo, and like he would, he f- would fall off the bed. Yeah, like vertigo. couldn't control myself. Like would feel nauseous and the whole thing. Um, and then also there's just the stomach problems there as well. I mean, then you're on a safari, you can't exactly pull to <laughs> use a restroom. Um, Africa was horrible. <laughs> His parents paid all this money to help let us come out and see these amazing safaris. And we both felt like crap the I mean, whole time yeah, we were there. It's not something I ever trade cause uh, it was awesome. To see it was them, awesome. See them, but you know, it would have been a much better trip if we had been healthy right um and so that kind of got me after my surgery uh, i started work again right after my surgery as well uh, i just kind of i kind of just felt like my neck was would get tight and like i could just feel like my sinuses like getting tight and inflamed and it, that just kind of makes me start feeling um like i'm gonna get dizzy yeah and so i started working out at trinity fitness and it's kind of similar to CrossFit and um, it was tough I mean for someone who has done sports their whole life and um, I thought it'd be easy <laughs> um, and it, it wasn't um, and I the, my motivating factor for keeping going there was the first time I worked out the facility director there he just told me to work on just the movements just work on technique worked on technique and was super sore for the next probably four days yeah. Um, but it was a good sore. I felt good. Um, and then 
after about three weeks to a month of going there, I mean, I could see, like, I, I lost, like, I was gaining muscle that I've never had, or I had, yeah. I was just shaping, um, and so, obviously, when you see that, you're like, no, that, I like that, you know? <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh, I don't like that, I'm going to go backwards. So. Yeah, no one ever says, I just want to get weaker. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I, I was able to, you know, just continue to push through that, and um, less than a year later, I became a trainer there, and just enjoy seeing people on their own journey and educating outside of just fitness and uh, with nutrition and, and also just spiritual issues as well so nice so you didn't do the four minutes and laugh at that you went straight into yeah i mean full-blown 25 minute met kind of yes right exactly <laughs> so i was tough. surprised that he went i had heard of this gym from a friend that kept posting it on facebook and i went in and talked to the guy once and I looked around and it just scared me. I was like, oh, there's no way that I could do this. And I told him about it. And he was kind of in a place just mentally frustrated with life. We were living with my parents at the time. And <laughs> he was way over that. Um, just because he's introverted and he had like none of his own space or anything like that. And I think he, did, he one day like stopped by there after work. And I was totally surprised because I told him about it, but it was a month or two after I'd gone and talked to the guy and decided I wasn't going to be able to do that, that I needed to kind of do my little videos or something first before yeah. I went that hardcore. You had to basically get in shape to then go work yep. out. Like that mentality. Like, <laughs> and that's how I am now too. I'm yeah. not going back to Trinity until I do my videos. And, uh, but he went there after work one day and then just started going and then just went, which is kind of how he is. He's, he's black and white I'm very gray he's all or nothing and so if he's all in then he is all in and so he just started going several like three times a week um, consistently and I would have to like drag myself to work out whereas he was just like he would just go yeah. and do it I mean the movements that we did were much different than the movement I mean I was an athlete so I just enjoyed running and shooting a ball and catching a ball and playing frisbee and just doing that sort of thing but when you're trying to you know do a wall ball or a thruster or burpees different muscles get used up like <laughs> i never used before and to i mean to this day i still can't stand burpees but i mean who does really right who really enjoys burpees that's the other yeah. statement nobody says i love burpees right exactly <laughs> um but i mean it's just something that when i don't like with her it's been kind of it's throwing my schedule off of when i can go work out i'll come home and either have extra work to do or you know Robin needs a break so I'll you know hold her and then I don't go work out and I can just feel like my body needs that it's not just at this point it's not just physically but just the stress level just getting rid of some of the stress to be able to work out I honestly think that the stress is the reason why he went it was like his escape from I don't have to think about anything but when he started but going. what the battle is, you know, mm-hmm. what we're going to do that day. That's yeah. all I have to think about. Yeah. I no, I would like agree with that. A good stress reliever yeah. for him. And we're kind of in this point now where we've both backpedaled. I mean, I was not eating well when I was pregnant and I tried to and then I wouldn't and then I would for a week and then I wouldn't. And so then he wasn't, he was cooking for me, so he wasn't eating well either. Um, still working out though. You just told me couldn't cook. Uh well, I didn't want to cook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't enjoy cooking. It's, it's 
Well, I was just really sick, like, the first five months. I was always sick and nauseous, and he yeah. was cooking um, for us. And um, so we both kind of definitely backpedaled in that. I mean, he even didn't feel well again yesterday, kind of yeah. starting to feel that stomach right. sort of, like, dizziness mm-hmm. again because he hasn't been able to work out as much because we're then, so and then the sugar intake and mm-hmm. which causes inflammation and yeah i mean i know what's gonna happen right yeah. right i just it's... and we're both just tired all the time with her i'm like i don't know how you part of that do it with like four kids parent, yeah because is she but in two months yet two months on christmas two months on christmas, christmas yeah yeah so i just think we're trying to figure out like how do we keep our healthy lifestyle with her when we're both so tired and in my head, I've just decided we're going to start in January because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, another next fact, week, it, it's only a week and what, a couple, two weeks away, but yeah. Another factor in this is my father who has told me he wants to get healthy. That's his first and only grandchild right. since I'm an only child. Um, so he, that's another factor is we, he's got coming in. So we want to start all of this with him. So then he has the knowledge of you know how how can he sustain this while he because he travels a lot so while he's overseas like how can he what choices should he make you know should he have rice you know are carbs going to be okay for him or not or you know so it's just another factor once there's a a a small person involved (laughs) uh, you know how how does you know we want to keep ourselves healthy even you know my parents and if you have you know great grandparents or whatever they want to keep themselves healthy because they want to be around as long as they can for that, you know, child. So, so his parents are coming to stay with us for like three weeks. Well, his mom for four weeks, his dad for three weeks, and he wants to kind of. His dad says his dad's like me. We're very similar. We say we really want to get it started, <laughs> and then we'll walk around the corner and get a cookie. Um, and so he's been saying for like the last year or two that he really wants to get healthy. And then when she was born. He said he really wanted to, but he has it hard in that he really does travel the majority of the year. Right, he's going to be gone um, for like 45 days straight. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he just got back from Macedonia. They just flew yesterday to Oklahoma. They fly here on Christmas Day. Then he flies from here to Saudi for a few months. Wow. And, yeah, um, so he's just, constantly traveling. Yeah, trying to figure out how, what the hell, how to maintain healthy eating choices and doing that. And also the workout side of that, like... Yeah. He can't just go to a gym, you know, whether it's CrossFit Continuum, Trinity Fitness, whatever, Orange Theory, whatever gym. Yeah. Um, he can't just do that. Um, so he, there is a, a gym in his hotel he's going to be in. But just teaching him or any new beginner just the basic exercises of, you know, what can you do in your hotel room that's going to help you maintain that, the right cardiovascular, you know, workout, but also the strength as well. So Yeah. I do think what you said to me, though, the four minutes a day really helps when you feel like just doing anything isn't possible and you've been putting it off for so long. It helps to be like four minutes, like that's all I have to do is four minutes and just start there. And it also really helped when you said, like, I don't care what you do, just do something, get up and fall down, go up and down the stairs when the, with those Tabatas, like the 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. So that's what I did because we were staying with my parents and I didn't have a lot of space right. to do a lot. So I was doing modified burpees because I couldn't do them normal. 
Um, at that time, I probably couldn't do them normal now anymore <laughs> either. Um, but at that time, I couldn't do them normal. So I was like going down and stepping back with one leg, stepping mm-hmm. back with the other leg, stepping forward, forward, and then standing up. I wasn't like jumping or anything like that. Um, but I would like go up and down the stairs for 20 seconds and then stop for 10 and then go up and down the stairs for 20 seconds and then stop for 10. Um, and my mom at the, my mom has really steep, like long sets of stairs. So it was helpful for that purpose only. (laughs) Um, but just that idea of like doing anything that's movement and starting small, just do it. Like the key is to just do it. Um, and get it done. Nike, you, know. you have been watching a lot of TV, have you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nike commercials. Um, yeah. No, yeah, you just got to get started. That's the hardest part is getting started with anything. Um, I think the results is for most people what's going to keep them going is, hey, I, I am, my stomach does feel better or, you know, I am, I, my legs are less inflamed or whatever it may be. That's, but you can't just do it you know, it has to be consistent for the first while. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to work out for a week and then not work out for a week. And that's, it's got to be consistent. Yeah. So what's the balance, like, with a newborn using it, the baby as a motivation versus as an excuse? Like, because I've seen both. Like, <laughs> here's a newborn baby. Here's motivation. Like, I have to do better because I have to raise this mm-hmm. little entity. Or now it's an excuse because, well, she wasn't sleeping and mm-hmm. nap schedule and like all that other stuff. Like, have you figured that out yet? Or so the biggest factor for me is so I'll get home from work and I like I work out in the evenings. Um, I'm not Dr. Kerr. I can't do it in the evenings. <laughs> uh, so I'm, he I'm, tried. I tried. <laughs> but um, so I work out at 6 p.m. That's when our classes, and so I'll get home. And, you know, I cook or, you know, if she needs a break, she'll fall asleep. And then I'm like, I need, I want Robin to sleep because maybe she hasn't slept all night. Right. She's been breastfeeding. So that's my excuse. I mean, it's a valid one. I feel like, you know. He's also just kind of holding her so I can move. But. Like. But then that doesn't mean I can't, whenever I, you know, transfer the baby back over to mom. Yeah. I can't, that doesn't mean I can't do my own workout at home because I have the knowledge to do that. Um, I know exercises I can do and get in a, a decent workout at home right. without having to do any weights. Yeah. Um, I just choose not to. So there, that's the, the balance for me is when I can't go to the gym, you know, finding, you know, 30 minutes to... I would say being blunt and honest, we it's definitely been an excuse the last yeah, I mean, day. That's true. For sure. Because yeah. we're both like, oh, we're tired. And it's been on my mind... Like, how am I going to get any time to work out myself? Like, when I always have her. I'm not, I, I haven't gotten good yet at, like, having her in a carrier. Or I know that there's moms that are just, like, rock stars and are able to do everything around their house. And I just haven't figured that out yet. It's like, she's either, I'm holding her or she's near me, sitting in something somewhere. She's near me. Um, you haven't used her, like, a kettlebell yet? Like, swinging her and, like... <laughs> No, I've just held her. Or like a wall ball, but just don't let go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I... Maybe that's why my kids are this way. (laughs) Well, I've actually been pinning things on Pinterest of ways that you can work out, like, with them. Um, Just holding them and stuff when you need to. But for me, there's... I don't know what I can do with my my apps right now. What's going to make it better and what's going to make it worse. Because I keep reading things that there's a lot that can make it worse. And... 
I'm just so weak. I mean, it's ridiculous how fast my back starts hurting when I'm walking around. Um, I think one of the big things for me that Robin doesn't have is that I have people texting me from the gym because <clears throat> I'm involved in that community. They're like, hey, where are you at? You know, and then I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> like, I have an, basically accountability partners. I'd be like, hey, you know, missed you at the gym or, you know, are you going to be there this night or whatever? Um, and so then that kind of was like, kind of guilt me into doing it, but in a good way. Like, right. Just kind of a reminder and be like, oh, yeah, I do need to go work out. You know, it'd be nice to see this person and just hang out with them and talk for a little bit and then work out or do it after or whatever. So uh, that's something that Robin doesn't have. And I feel like that's something that if you're starting off or even maybe restarting, it's helpful to have somebody like an accountability partner or just somebody you can, you know, meet somewhere to do it with. Yeah, I got involved in Trinity Fitness, but once I got pregnant, I stopped. I think for me, this is going to be mental because I was at the height of feeling good about myself when I was in New York working. I was fitting in all the clothes that I hadn't fit in for like 10 years and I felt good and I was, I mean walking every day like 30,000 steps at least wow. doing working in New York City right. on a subway um, and I was working like you're expected when you're on a TDY like that to work 60 or 70 hours a week and I was cramming that into Monday through Friday because I had people coming to visit me every weekend <laughs> and I wanted to do fun stuff on the weekend so I was out walking a lot and it wasn't hard on me I felt really good and even though I was in a hotel my company is required to give you a full kitchen. So I was cooking and eating well still my first two and a half weeks there. And I was working out in my little room um, in the evenings. Like I was still doing my burpees and all of that in my hotel room. And then I got pregnant. And my last week there, I started, it just switched and I started feeling sick. And from then on, I was just always, from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep, I felt nauseous and sick and I didn't do anything during my pregnancy fitness-wise. So I feel like I went from this height that I haven't felt that I've been trying to get to in like 10 years to now I'm starting over and I'm so mad <laughs> that I'm, that it's going to be harder. And so I think for me to start back again, it's more mental, like getting over the, how pissed off I am that I'm, this year has set me back so much. Well, at the same time, obviously I'm, I have this baby that I love and I'm so happy right. about. It's not a total setback because no, you have this I know. human. It's just like me personally the mindset of trying to get I did all that work and now I just have to start so if it was your best friend in your shoes what would you say to that if what like if say your best friend was in your shoes what would you say to that person well what they keep saying to me is exactly (laughs) what you said you know what to do now though so you'll do it and I'm like that's not super helpful because I still have to do it um (laughs) There's still some sort of effort that has to be. I mean, I think for me, even though I don't like it, I need like the tough things said to me, which is probably what I would say to someone else is that you just have to get started. Yeah. Because the longer you wait, you just keep, I mean, every day that goes by, it just keeps being put off. And so me, I just have to get over how, how hard it's going to be mentally. I have to accept it in my mind that it's going to be hard and just do it. Um, but I love the challenge. I'm the kind of person that loves the challenge. Yeah. Like, 
you know, here's here's what I want to be at, and I'm down here, and I, I want to be here, so let me try to get there. I never thought I'd be a person that do the incline. Nah, <laughs> does not sound fun at all. And, you know, I was pushed to do that, and I actually didn't mind it. Like, it was kind of fun to do. Um, not that I'm going to go out and do it every week. Right. I know a lot of people do that. <clears throat> not me but you know it was fun to do so just even that little like goal was like oh cool you know i was able to do that now i can say that i've done the incline so just that you know it's always nice to have an achievement every now and then so one of the things that you had mentioned was how are you like using it how are you using like your health journey yeah, like, how are you using it to serve others or to... I was thinking about that. I know what his will be because we've been talking about it a lot because he's kind of <laughs> in the middle of that right now. But just really quickly for me because he'll have more to say about his. Um, I was thinking about it because I was like, I haven't really used it for anybody. I'm all about me at this point, <laughs> uh, which is kind of what I was saying in 2017 to him was like, this is my goal. I'm focused on me. I'm going to get myself better. So I don't have time to deal with your problems. You go deal with your your health problems. I was like, I'm going to be selfish this year. That's what I had like said in 2017 was to just like focus and get myself on board. And so when I was thinking about how have I helped anybody else, the only thing I can think about is I am, even though I'm not doing it at the moment, I feel like I gained a lot of knowledge with nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um and I definitely feel like I'm an advocate for nutrition to all the people around me in my life. Um, but she's not afraid to tell you that you're wrong. So. <laughs> What's like, I going to ask? Do people ask you more or do you offer it? Both. <laughs> uh, two of my best friends, um, I, when I was doing it, they both thought that I was crazy. What's I was going to ask you when you did keto? Like kind of what was the outside perspective and um, pushback? Well, I was so – like we would go eat somewhere – and I wasn't fun because I wasn't like having that glass of wine or whatever right. with them or anything. And, um, but I just was hardcore stuck to it. And so they were all like, I mean, that's great that you're doing this. And, um, I had, these friends have all seen me try so many crazy things over the last like 12 years and none and not stick with any of it. Um, And so the fact that I was sticking with it and it was working, I think they were really excited about it. Um, But keto for me was, it internally made me feel good. It made my stomach shrink. Like you just feel lighter. Um, You feel more, I felt more agile. I didn't have the inflammation. I had more energy. And I would just talk to people about that. And so these two girls in particular, but in terms of me trying to explain to them the fat situation, how much fat, healthy fat to eat, yeah. They totally <clears throat> thought that was insane. Like that was that was a hard thing yeah. for me to grasp. It's like ninety nine percent of people. Is you eating butter. Yeah. And I mean if it's a good <laughs> butter and just things like that, like cooking things in butter and the way that the way that you cook things and all of that, they did think that I was crazy. Like I'm you're gonna give yourself a heart attack. You just hear that a lot. Um and like I've already been pulled close. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um but they both did keto this year, actually. They're both very thin. Yeah. Um, but for their health internally, they both, I don't know, I had given them this book that I had read, um, both of them at different times, and then they both ended up doing it right around the same time, unbeknownst to, the, to them. 
And I just thought it was kind of funny because I was hardcore talking about how awesome it was yeah. to them. And they both thought that I was crazy. And then they started doing their own research, I think, and both ended up doing it throughout the course of this year um, with their husbands. So I just thought that was kind of funny. So anyways, to answer that question, probably me is just talking to people about what I've learned for, yeah. for nutrition. His is more holistic but fitness based I think yeah I mean uh, I guess I also talk to people about it I talk to more pe- people more about fitness though because that's more of my passion is fitness I mean I still don't love eating vegetables <laughs> but I know it's a good thing so I will talk about that like at work we I talked to several people about the keto diet you know when we were doing it people were like what are you eating you know and I talked to them about it and what all that entailed and they were really interested Um, but for me the fitness aspect was more uh, what I like to talk about and my passion but I've kind of realized that you know when I was eating healthy and doing fitness I felt good like my body inside felt good like I felt good on the outside Uh, I felt happier Um, but I still felt like there was something missing Um, and I so I think there's another element to it I think there's you know, more of a, uh, a spiritual element as well. And so that's kind of where I'm at now is I want to educate people about fitness and nutrition from what I've learned about, you know, you know, not keto is obviously not going to work for everybody. Paleo is not going to work for everybody. Like Atkins, whatever you, whatever diet you're doing, it's not going to work for everybody. And so just knowing your own body, I think is the key to that. Just know yourself, know what your body likes, doesn't like, um, um, your body does not like cheeseburgers, okay, and um, then don't eat them. But your body's not going to like Snickers bars. It may tell you that it does, but it doesn't really. Um, that's your mind telling you that. <laughs> um, so just educating them that way, but also just the spiritual aspect to it, you know, just finding um, a better relationship um, with God and, and just a better relationship with those around you. Um, I think that kind of completes a whole um for a lot of people, maybe they might feel great inside about how they look because they've been able to achieve their fitness goals and their nutrition goals. But it's not, it can't all be about uh, appearance and, and physical health. It needs to also be about intellectual health, spiritual health, emotional health, relational health, you know, and, and I, that may be how some people get into all of this is, you know, from the nutrition and from the, the fitness because I think that's a lot of what we focus on and you really don't want to be healthy in other areas if you don't feel good um, that's how I was I'm like I don't feel good like I don't want to go hike I don't want to you know build a relationship with people because I don't want to be around them because I don't feel good so I totally understand that aspect of it but I think there's more on the journey I don't think anybody's journey journey ever ends I think it's continual well a lot of people will say like you can lose all the weight but if you're not happy be on the inside if you're not emotionally healthy right it's not going to matter right you can strive towards that and you're like if i ingest this weight i'm going to be happy and then so many people will tell you that they get there and but i do think that i do think the nutrition and uh, fitness once you're in it consistently and it's part of your daily life and it's really not a lifestyle but it's just your life at that point i do think mentally you feel better like you, you you're not as gray and in your head and you, you can make better decisions more positive decisions yeah. I think we would both say that when we were 
you know, at the height of what we were doing. It's so yes, there, you know, all of that does factor into your mental health as well. Um, but you know, there's maybe, maybe you've gone through all this and you're like, well, I still feel like there's something else, you know, and that's kind of what I'm trying to focus on. Is yeah. What are those other areas that are, are unfulfilled um, on your health journey? Because it's all a health journey and it's not just about the physical and nutrition. Yeah. So how would you say that opens the door for like spiritual health? Um, that's kind of what I'm exploring right now. Okay. Um, but so it, I feel like if you get yourself mentally and physically healthy, you're going to feel great. But I think that God calls us to be relational people, um, no matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, which we're really opposite <laughs> uh, in that. Like I'm, I tend to be more introverted, but can be extroverted. Um, and Robin's much more extroverted um, than I am. And, but I feel like God calls us all to be relational. And that's part of how our soul is. So I feel... If you if you get if you go into Luke ten twenty seven, it talks about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, so the soul aspect of that is it, it's talking about a relational love in that aspect. And so I feel like God is a relational being um, to me, in my opinion. And so He has called us to be relational with those around us. And so if you're not if you're not focused on growing intimately with God and building a relationship with Him which in return flows out into others I feel like that's the missing element that's the biggest missing element I see in a lot of people I know because a lot, I hang out with a lot of Christian people um, the gym I go to is a Christian gym and we all are strive hard to do our fitness and some of us strive hard to do nutrition and then but I still feel like I, I love that we do a devotion there um, and then that opens doors for after class people come over to talk to you because you can do all this and look great and feel great but like inside if deep down you know if you're missing something and in my opinion I think that a lot of what's missing is that relational kind of love that God is wanting us to do um, which is in, it affects kind of the world around you if you're not focused on um, building a relationship with God, you're, you're gonna, I can see in my life when I get, when I'm constantly doing devotion and, and building my relationship with God, talking to him all the time, uh, I'm a much, um, more patient and loving person, but when I'm not doing that, I get super frustrated super quickly. And Robin <laughs> would tell you that, you know, uh, firsthand. Um, but when I, you know, and it's, so that's kind of the, key factor in me is I don't want to be doing it because it, it makes me a better person. I want to be doing it because um, I want to get closer to God. Um, that's my, I want to, that's the number one thing I want more than anything else. I, if I, you know, if God said you can choose one of these things to be healthy and that's the one I would choose. Um, I think it's probably the hardest of all of them because it's not about, you know, like I go work out three days a week. I have my schedule. I do it. It's done. It's not about that. It's about building a relationship, which is sometimes happens at three a.m. when you're awake for no reason. You know, it can happen during the day while you're driving. It's not. It's very fluid, and so 
it's not this consistent check off a box because that's not a relationship. I don't do that with Robin and be like, oh, I, t- I said I love you today. Check. I don't have to say it again. Like, that's not how it works. And so that's kind of... I also think the other health and nutrition or fitness and nutrition play into your spiritual too because... Yeah the more you're disciplined with those, you're kind of disciplined in other aspects of your life as well. Not to mention if you're trying to live your best life in those areas, it tends to pour over into trying to live your best life spiritually. Um, I think it doesn't have to specifically, I know how I'm trying to say it, tie. Like every workout I do is spiritual. Well, no, it's not. But this is building discipline in my life. Right. And the more disciplined I become, the healthier I feel, the happier I feel, the more prone I am to start wanting to engage other aspects of my life, like my mind. And I feel like when I was working out consistently, my muscles would crave the movement, like if I didn't work out. Um, And then when I didn't eat well, I would literally start craving greens and salads and things like that and my body wanted to get back to that place where it was supposed to be like back to healthy food and then my muscles wanted to get back to movement which is what they were supposed to be doing and I think if those little if these little things pieces of your life are you're doing your best at them um it kind of if you believe in God it kind of it pours into that spiritual aspect of your life as well. Um, I, I think when, when I was doing that, I got into a routine and I just incorporated my devotion into that routine. Whereas when I wasn't in a health, a fitness and nutrition routine, I don't incorporate a devotion into it as much. Right, I think nutrition and fitness help you, your mind get motivated and your body get motivated. I think that's the a lot, biggest hurdle for a lot of people is the motivation to do it consistently and so I think I agree with that is you know it's a well it's a change in focus like if you're feeling better then you're not so focused on yourself trying Mm -hmm. to feel better Mm -hmm. and now you're more open and receptive to like the bigger aspects of life yeah because I can attest to so I'm 33 now I started gaining weight when I was about 22 23 so 10 years And I can tell you that, as a woman at least, probably every woman that's overweight would agree with me, it affects your entire life when you are overweight and don't feel good about it. Um, Putting on clothes, going out places, your mood, I mean, every moment almost, it is affecting it. So when that falls away, you just realize how much more there is to focus on. Um, in your life when I didn't have to think about what to put on to make me feel even a little bit better to go outside. Um, when I was in New York and every outfit I put on to go, and obviously I'm dressing up cause I'm meeting with judges and things like that, but everything I put on, I felt good in. Um, I felt like a rock star walking <laughs> the streets of New York city. Um, there was nothing that I had in my suitcase that I wasn't willing to put on. Whereas for so many years, I wore like maybe five things out of my closet because they were the only thing that physically felt comfortable. Um, It just clouds my mind so much. And I'm kind of in that place again now. Not as much because I don't leave my house that much right now (laughs) because of her. But, you know, I have to get back out in the world. I'm going to start working again in a few weeks. And it definitely like 
when those things have fallen away, you have much more time to focus on other people and relationship and other aspects of health and things in in your life. I do think for just a little side tidbit here though, in terms of losing weight, I totally agree with the like 80% of it is nutrition. Because I did the I'd be really hardcore working out but wouldn't do the nutrition aspect. Yeah. Um nothing ever happened with that <laughs> aside from you get more movement and maybe your body feels a little bit better, but if you're still eating like crap, it just doesn't work. But I can lose weight just with the nutrition, right. not doing any exercise. I may just not feel as good in terms of yeah. movement physically. I don't, I don't recommend that. Yeah. I don't recommend, I recommend it. I'm well, just, it's just one piece of the puzzle. I, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying that like going hardcore fitness doesn't work if you don't have the nutrition aspect of yeah. it. Because I think if you're, I do think though, if you're going to start somewhere and you don't feel like you can do both, do the nutrition. Um, because that will start like, kind of cleaning you from the inside out you will start losing weight and then as you start losing a little weight you'll be more inclined to do the movement gotcha would you say like a poor physical health i don't know how you say it like is this not a spiritual attack but like open to more like because it's getting you down self-esteem it's getting your focus on yourself away oh from yeah you. worse mood um definitely not like as focused on god um, when you're in a bad mood because you're overweight and you don't feel good about yourself. Is that what you're saying? Like, how does that tie? Yeah, like, could that be used as, like, a stronghold for people? Oh, maybe one of the biggest ones, especially in America, I think, because so many of us are so unhealthy because my mom's generation was taught high-carb, low-fat. Yep. And it's really screwed up their bodies and we we know that your gut and your internal health affects your mind hugely um and just even like your brain and the health of your brain and all of those things when you don't have the fat that you need and you don't have the nutrients that you need because so many of the generations before mine were just taught wrong the fad was different um so yeah i think definitely it it affects your brain. It starts. It can affect your mood, and when your mood is bad, you're not necessarily loving others yeah. <laughs> the way that you should be. Is that why Trinity started? Did they recognize like poor physical health creates like a spiritual stronghold? And yeah, I mean, essentially, um, it started in a started garage. It started in a garage in Florida, and, <laughs> and you know, I think the guy's wife was just like, "I want to, I want a gym to go to, but I don't like the gyms that are out there." and you know what they're teaching and um if you had kids and you know harder it's harder to do all that stuff when you have kids um it can become an excuse uh, and so they just started in the garage and now i mean there's several in florida it's in colorado it's in hawaii it's in puerto rico it's in nebraska um so yeah something that small um, can start something great you know but it is a stronghold for a lot of people I wouldn't say for me, fitness has never been a stronghold for me. Um, no, I mean like a spiritual block. Like, like a spiritual block? I definitely think so because I know people in my life who, and I'm not saying this in a judgmental way because I totally used to be there. Um, I get it. 
health-wise, I think once you are unhealthy and you start gaining weight and you are physically not in a good place with yourself, um, you're, I, I think there's a lack of compassion then. I mean, there's some people who are super overweight and they're very joyful and they're kind of compensating, I think. Maybe not everybody, but you see that in a lot of people that are very overweight. They're very joyful and funny and stuff and they're compensating for that. But with a lot of people, there's this lack of, there's less compassion in their life. Um, there's less patience in their life. There's like a, ho- a whole host of like personality things that are not necessarily the core of who those people are, but because they're so defeated and they are so unhappy with themselves that it just pours out into every other aspect of their life. And I think for sure Satan uses that to keep them away from getting closer to God. But also, I mean, I going along with that, going back to what I said earlier about if it's on TV, it's probably not good for you. I mean, if you look at all the ads on TV, just food ads, none of it. I mean, it's all fast food and, you know, all this kind of stuff and all that, you know, is just another mindset. You know, I, I'm not typically, well, I say I'm not typically, but I could be affected by it and I just don't know. Uh, but, you know, that's just another point for Satan to use. You know, all of us are technology driven nowadays. So even an ad on your computer, Facebook, on the side of Facebook or whatever, you know, it, oh, you know, it's been listening to me. I said Burger King, and <laughs> um, you know, and so stuff like that, you know, it's just, it is a stronghold. Food for me would be a much bigger stronghold than anything else just because, you know, if you don't eat right, you don't feel good, you don't feel good, your motivation and everything goes, so. I think that, like, food is an addiction. I really believe that for a lot of people. And Satan uses addictions, all types of them, to keep people focused on other things in their life other than God. And I don't have an addictive personality aside from food. Um, and I realize that myself. I Some people say that, like, sugar is as addictive as cocaine. I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not that I know because I've never done cocaine, but I just, I think it's so hard. And I've watched people spend their entire life trying to get off of bad food and they just can't stop eating the sugar because it's that much. It affects their whole mood. I mean, I literally was to the point where I, if I was trying to detox off of sugar, there was nothing else I could think about until I got it. I mean, I could not focus on anything else. Until I got it. So I would definitely say that's a distraction that can be used for sure. Is it the church's job to address that? I think physical health would be helpful in church. It's a huge part of who you are, right? Just because you guys have been around the world with (laughs) all sorts of different... I don't think it would hurt. It, I mean, one of the churches that we went to, that we both worked at in Tennessee when we lived there, they had um, like a lot of help, like fitness women's groups mm-hmm. um, that like moms could go to on Tuesdays during the day that were stay-at-home moms. Or um, I think they could have gone farther with it, but things like that I think are are helpful. I don't see why mm-hmm. if why would you just address spiritual health when you're physical. 
that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to go is, you know, I, I see the need for the physical and, and the nutrition um, on top of the spiritual aspect of it. And, you know, I think it's something that a lot of churches miss out on, um, especially bigger churches that maybe have the room where you could do, you know, the movements that need to be done, the wall balls, you know, and all that right. kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I never thought about that, but... It's yeah. probably, it's not, I doubt it's really a thought of the church to make that, Right, like, they're focused on spiritual health. Yeah. Not, not even really, I mean, because when you go to a church, especially in certain areas of the country, when you go to a church, what, what's always going on? Some sort of potluck with food, <laughs> you know, even, you know, here in Colorado every church event or you know things like that it's always a food-based event and it's usually not healthy food right you know it's like desserts and you know stuff that's just not good for you um and so obviously there is a disconnect between you know that uh, i understand wanting people to get together in fellowship and talk to them or one another but why not do that through fitness you know you see that done at my gym through fitness right you know so why, why can't churches do that there you go there's your next stop on <laughs> church planters <laughs> cool any closing words of encouragement for new parents oh man I don't feel like we have anything figured out yet. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Do you have any words of encouragement? <laughs> yeah, you've done this a few times. Yeah. Um, for this stage, I think almost like just relax. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of scenes that could go wrong, but the probability of something going wrong is pretty, pretty minuscule. Yeah. I think a big motivator for me, while I didn't do the great, I didn't, I didn't eat super ridiculously terrible while I was pregnant, but also just wanting to start her off right, which is a big motivator for me, wanting to get back into eating, because I'm breastfeeding, I want to be back into eating healthy so that she's, it's transferring to her, yeah. for her, the makeup of her cells and her body as she grows and, and gets older, and it's so difficult with modern medicine these days which is what I saw even just with my pregnancy trying to deal with doctors and the way that they look at you and treat you and talk to you and going I mean our pediatrician is wonderful she's wonderful but she's still trained in modern medicine um well pregnancy's turned into a disease now not a just process yeah so you're saying that I don't have to eat healthy because I'm not <laughs> That's what I heard out of all of that. Uh, just, I really have, th- through reading about other people's things, but also people in my life, I really believe that food can heal so many things within the body that most people these days, they're automatically given some form of drug by a doctor to take care of it. And... I mean, just listen to the commercials on TV, which I just laugh when I listen to them because it'll be a new drug for this new, you know, maybe you have rheumatoid arthritis, but if you take this drug, you may die. Like, and that's the thing. They do their whole host of side effects that could happen at the end of it. And it's always just this Band-Aid mentality 
in in medicine these days and I've really I mean I the whole reason I started looking into health and then I was referred to you I was specifically looking for someone who did um, alternative and functional medicine is because our chiropractor in Nashville introduced me to the Walls Protocol book, yeah. Terry Walls. And when I read about her, I was like, this is crazy. She transformed her MS right. through food and food only as an as a neurosurgeon or doctor and that and she was trained in modern medicine and did everything she could in modern medicine and just kept getting worse and worse and worse and realized that she was just gonna try food and she did obviously she had to be super strict about it because of you know it's not biblical days where everything you eat it's coming from the ground or around you right. it's good um, she had to be very strict about it so it's hard to eat that way these days I get it but I really believe that if we he and I can start her life off in a very healthy way Maybe not these first eight weeks, but, you know, going on, like it really is going to give her health wise a better shot. Well, I think that's, that's, what's going to be the unfair advantage with kids these days is not like how many baby Einstein books did they read or things like that, but what's their health level? Mm -hmm. Because like if they're struggling, they're not going to be able to pay attention in school and they're going to be whatever left behind because they're they're asthmatic and they're they're really going to get you. Right. So I think if, if. I don't know, if you want to give your kid the best shot, forget the educational aspect of all these little baby programs and get them as healthy as they can because mm-hmm. that's going to translate way further down the road than mm-hmm. than any mental, like, hey, they know their ABCs by two and a half. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so while I obviously want to feel better and be at my best for her, I more so my motivation is I really didn't... I mean, my parents just didn't know that it was all like Atkins was such a outlier <laughs> in that day talking about no carbs um complex carbs at least but right. um and everybody was like low fat low fat low fat low fat and so I grew up on what everyone else my age did cereal and all kinds of carbs I mean just non-stop carbs and so many people my age now have autoimmune diseases and their bodies are just breaking down from all the stuff that they've had throughout their life. Um, even the skinniest people around are having s- internal issues because of all the things that they ate. And I don't. Well, that's what you her. mentioned. Like just you never people. dieted because of weight. Right. Mm-hmm. My last podcast interview, the lady was in the same thing. She's like, she'd always been fit, like super athletic, but had these autoimmune processes building in her body, and she never connected food with anything other than like weight loss type of thing mm-hmm. and then started yeah. just like oh now i'm healing up because i'm looking at it right and people look at skinny people like me as healthy like, oh you're healthy mm-hmm. but just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy it just means no. you have a high metabolism yeah right and the older i get the lower my i mean the slower it gets my metabolism obviously i'm not going to be like 80 years old and still going to be where it's at so you know that's my goal that's your goal <laughs> I still want the six-pack at 80 years old. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> you want to be like the CrossFit, like the senior CrossFit guy. Yeah, see, like I have no chance at the CrossFit Games now, like as I turn 40 next week. But I think through attrition, by the time I'm 65, enough people have been like injured and lost motivation, I can qualify at that age. I'll be a rookie at 65. I think the biggest thing for me to tell others is just to know your body. 
Um, you know, just your body tells you when something's wrong. It tells you when something's good. Um, and just learning your body and how through workout, how that, you know, how that looks for you may be different than someone else through nutrition, how that looks for you may be different than someone else. There's, you know, obviously a baseline, you know, vegetables and stuff like that, but there's going to be certain foods that maybe your body doesn't, um, accept at the beginning, at least, uh, very well until maybe you clean out your system. Uh, and then maybe incorporate things back in, but you got to just know your body. Um, you know, you can feel the inflammation when you're not eating right or anything like that. And so just knowing that and keeping that as kind of a motivator, but also just the encouragement of, I can turn this around, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that goes back to, you said like food can cure so many things. And I think it's, I think you can say food can cure everything because every reaction in our body, like, trillions of seconds or trillions of reactions per second in the body is all based on certain vitamins and minerals and amino acids and fats like those things don't occur without those so that's always got to be the starting point and why medications have side effects is because they're usually blocking the utilization of those those reactions so they're basically anti-nutrients that's why they they're essentially poison in the body you don't give them to healthy people because they get sick yeah I think the biggest struggle for me is water. Not, not a big fan. <laughs> not a big fan of water. Which in this state Which we is, need. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'm like a 6,500 elevation. I know. And I'm yeah. like a water Nazi. Yeah. I, I just have always struggled with water. And I'm not a bubbly water. Like people are like, oh, just do sparkling water. I lived in Europe. I don't do bubbly water. <laughs> like, um, so I don't know. It's just... That's the biggest struggle for me, more so than anything else. I can eat the vegetables. I may have to force them down. I can eat the vegetables. I love working out now. The biggest thing for me is just the water intake and staying hydrated because if you're not hydrated, that causes all sorts of issues. So. Not to mention if you're hydrated correctly, you're just not going to eat as much. Right, Even it helps with the nutrition mm-hmm. aspect. Right. right. You're not wanting that. Snickers bar or yeah. whatever because your your body's satisfied. Yep. <laughs> so you gotta find the one thing that makes the rest easier. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I think we'll I've taken enough of your guys' time. <laughs> you have to get back to work. Thanks for listening to the Commission Client Podcast. If you found that hopeful, inspiring, or entertaining, we would love some iTunes love. And as all podcasters request, please subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app. I'm Dr. Kurt Perkins, toasting you to a life of more health and less health care.